All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Let me introduce my guest today. You may remember him from that show a while back, Real World Miami, Joe Patain. How are you doing, sir? All good, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's good to see you. Where are you these days? I, I'm in Denver, Colorado, in uh, Washington Park, a lovely, lovely place uh, with my doggy, who is newly with new life. So I just want to give her a good end of life uh, here in the park. Uh, she's literally all I care about right now because <laughs> uh, we got some the final months of her life and she's giving wow. me a really good life, really good life. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, but that's very touching. Um, you know, animal love is one thing that will never abandon you. Oh, that's the truth. I'm, I, I'm sad talking about it, but it's like she's alive, so it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I, I would show you her, but she's sleeping, and she's upstairs, maybe at the end. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I see from, uh, you know, seeing you on the book, Facebook, you know, you're very outdoors, outdoorsy these days. Yes. Much different wavelength than the Joe that we knew growing up in New York prior to the real world. How? What are like the contrast? Do you like it better than uh, when you were growing up in the city, or do you miss uh, get the uh, itch a little bit when it comes to the city? Uh, that's funny. I that, I don't think that's a real background you have of New York City in your uh, in your photo there uh, in the video. No, but not. but uh, <laughs> I don't miss it at all. <laughs> uh, literally at all. Uh, occasionally I go back. Obviously a lot of my family's there. My 94 year old mom is there, uh, and uh, you know obviously I go home to her in Brooklyn uh, and in New Jersey with some family. But uh, the the hecticness and the hype, uh, I don't miss at all. In actuality, I've been traveling, I don't know if you know, for the last uh, four and a half years all over the world uh, looking for a new place to live uh, for me and my doggy. And uh, just that's peaceful, <laughs> chill, and, and um, I don't know, healthy, I think is the greatest word because I also had... Uh, health issues myself and my doggy had health issues and I think all of them are related to that city environment thing you know the stress uh, of life the, the the constant frustrations and go and go and go and uh, that's what I've been doing all my life and even though I've been traveling for four and a half years I, I sold my businesses years ago and I decided I wanted to be I'm a complete minimalist I, I'm and I wanted to travel I wanted to take care of myself uh, after uh, years of doing my nonprofit Dream Camp Foundation for high-level need youth, uh, I, you know, I lost too many kids. There's so much uh, challenge, stress, uh, drugs, and hurt in the world. I just wanted to, uh, and death, uh, to be honest with you, that I, I needed to get away and and take a breather from all of it and. Uh, being away from a city or just straight up being away from everything that I knew uh, was the best thing I could have done for myself when I started traveling. And uh, although I didn't find a real new home uh, to, to spend all my time or a significant part of my time uh, overseas, uh, I did come back to the fact that, wow, America kind of has everything that the world has in beauty and uh, and diversity of everything, uh, including landscapes like your background. And if I showed you outside here, I'm literally across the street from a park uh, with lakes and, you know, sunsets and trees and people playing volleyball. And, and that's what I need in my life right now and want. And specifically for my doggy is the best thing for 
uh, everybody's health. So it's all, uh, I, I'm super grateful for, for being here right now. And who knows what that uh, entails in the future, literally past the summer, I just go month by month and, and we see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying right along the last couple of weeks, it's like when you're around noise per se like because you you've been there new york such a noisy area even if something's not presently happening in the moment that like i don't want to say paranoia but like that familiarity with like just the noise that the area brings just lingers with you in your everyday like i don't know like i just find uh my ability to function is a lot better when i'm in a more quiet type of city or like state than i am dead smack in the city and and not only function in my opinion it's uh, actually literally think uh, and yeah 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 Uh, and hearing yourself i think is the most important thing listening to yourself is super important i don't know if you know i'm a super yoga freak now and uh, (laughs) i'm really into the body and internal you know healing and listening to the self and what's up and going around in your mind body and spirit and uh the dog actually helped a lot of that and slowed me down. You know, ever since I've had her, she's super made me realize you got to get out. You can't work all the time. We got to take a walk. We got to smile. We got to be excited about everything every day. And honestly, God, it's, it's it literally changed my life and made me appreciate uh, my life a lot more. So I'm super grateful for her. I haven't been with her for a while. She's been a therapy dog for, uh, you know, my friend's dad uh, who was dying and uh, I got her back and, uh, you know, even though she was about to be put down, uh, she, she made it through a tough surgery. And, uh, and uh, you know, the life she gave me or the attitude she gave me that I just spoke of is, is what I want to give back and say, hey, I learned from you and I want to I I actually put that in action. So, uh, so that's where we're at. We're, at, we're in a theater in the basement here. Nice. <laughs> And, and I'm just about to take my uh, siesta. I'm Italian, so I got to do my daily nap. You know, it's all about taking care of yourself, man. And uh, and that's literally, I'm not even joking. I'm uh, alone with my dog, and that's what we're doing. And uh, and it's the greatest time in my life. I, I don't know how to even, I almost don't want to say that. I'm super, super uh, good with every day, and um, I almost am hiding away from people because I feel like that's not the case outside the door. Uh, it's a frustrating, uniquely odd time in the world where there's a lot of stress and uh, high level uh, fluctuations of frustration. Uh, it's why I'm not even flying on planes anymore. I flew constantly during COVID uh, for the two years when planes were empty, uh, super clean and and airline personnel were incredibly kind uh, and loving and good to me. Uh, it was like the days when my dad used to fly for Pan American and I was mm-hmm. up in the cockpit with him and all the flight attendants were uh, taking care of me. It, it was a dream. It was like, um, it was like, it was the best of travel. And I knew as soon as uh, the doors opened again to travel and fly and that people were going to flock to it. And they did. And it's, uh, I realized over about two of the last flights I took, I don't want to fly anymore, at least for a significant period of time. Not probably till my dog dies now, and mm-hmm. uh, and um, and 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 when that all clears up, geez, the last two planes I was on, there there was police on the plane taking off someone for crazy behavior. Wow! So uh, you know something's up. Something's up. There's a lot yeah. of 
lot of a lot of stress level on the planet, and it is not where I am currently at all. <laughs> so, does any of that, uh, you know, maybe not like enjoying being around people? Did any of that like heighten because of your time on the real world? Because you know, you get that added eyeballs and attention and all that stuff. Uh, once you come off that, did that like maybe heighten any type of uh, post show? That's a good question, uh, but but you got to remember that's uh, twenty some odd years ago for me, and uh, sure, you know, I I'm sure I frustrated my roommates like they frustrated me. They put together a group of twenty uh, somethings that are so different from each other purposely to to make it a challenge, uh, and make it good television. Uh, so, sure, I was very aware of wanting to be alone or away from people after being on the show. I did do that actually, uh, you know, way, way back. I uh, spent the time with my fiance after the show and uh, it was super isolated even though I was in Manhattan. It actually is, is pretty easy to isolate in Manhattan because uh, no one wants to talk to you, even your neighbors in the building. It's, uh, it's really, really strange. Uh, it's really strange. But, um, uh, you know, after that, yeah, I, I took a lot of time to myself, a lot of time uh, to reflect on actually who my friends were at that time. I, I thought I was, and I realized 90% of my friends were not really my friends. And I had to maybe change that up a little bit. Well, uh, well, what, what maybe gave it away that they weren't your friends? Did you notice that like once you did the show, like that a lot of that stuff was maybe like artificial with like them wanting to be your friends? Is that... Yeah, and I, I didn't, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate to find that out. You know, people want to be a part of any celebrity uh, that happens in anyone's life, and they kind of forget about, you know, the realities of who you were and who you are, uh, like you do. Like, I certainly forgot about my own self. You know, I actually became quite a quite a jerk. Uh, uh, you know, you almost have to be because people are, like, on top of you every day, everywhere you go, and you know, videotaping you or taking pictures of you while you're pretending to be asleep on the subway. <laughs> and Post show life was crazy like that for, when for you were years, coming off the show for years, for probably 15 years after, and maybe it chilled, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, but still, I mean, if I went to a bar or something these days, which I don't do, uh, there's always someone like on my softball team, there's always someone, you know, who knows me. I always play, play, uh, you know, city sport, uh, you know, co-ed softball. I love that a lot. I play volleyball and uh, all these things. So, you, you know, and they keep it under the, on the low now. They don't want to, like, reveal it up in the front. Uh, yeah. Because it's so long ago. It almost ages uh, people, too. And um, But it's not like going through airport security and the whole – you know, basketball team or cheerleading team of a high school jumping up on you and making it a big scene so you can't even get through TSA. Uh, I mean, that happened to me all the time, especially, you know, literally years after the show, years and years, at least 10, 15 years after the show that was happening on the daily. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, and that's not something you expect. I'm not saying I'm uh, upset about it. It was super fun. Uh, and, and obviously fans are, are really nice. Uh, they might not have been all that nice to my fiance. <laughs> uh, not many people liked her back then. Uh, but uh, but all in all, I mean, people were super kind and and good. And it's really weird to have the fan base still from back then 
uh, some of whom are friends, whether it be on Facebook, social media, or whatever, for these 20 some odd years. And literally, I've never met him. You know, even like you said, Joe said hello from a previous real world. I never met her in person, but she's a good friend. And uh, we have, you know, uh, a friendship that's actually probably better than some of my close, closer people in my life on the daily, you know. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a really interesting phenomenon, the whole thing. There's a guy in Syracuse University. I was going to do a course about it uh, on reality TV uh, in Syracuse. He actually runs a center for media studies over there. And he asked me to do uh, classes with him. But I'm like, I just want to move on from this stuff, man. So, so I'd venture to say that, you, you know, in your everyday life, aside from like, you know, what we're presently doing now, like if you're walking your dog, like this is not something that you think about on the regular. Never, never. No, no. And it's, well, and it's really funny because it never, ever goes away, right? So, you ran into Mike though, right? Recently, started. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. mean, I, I if I if I'm in this, I travel a lot. So if I'm in a city where I know a roommate is, and that's what actually Facebook just changed. They used to have nearby friends on Facebook, and it went away this month, which I think uh, is horrible. But I guess that's a, a net safety, safety thing they're trying yeah. to do. Uh, and it made it made travel really great and keeping up with old friends uh, really wonderful for me, like worldwide. Uh, so I love Facebook, but. Um, uh, and Mike, I, you know, I was in uh, St. Augustine, Florida for a wedding uh, of my two girlfriends uh, there. And, uh, uh, you know, Mike is like a half hour away. So, of course, I'm going to be in touch. Uh, and and uh, that was wonderful. Uh, actually, and, and, and again, I got to say, like a year plus ago, Dan was in touch with me about these reunion shows. And uh, no, 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 not not. That. Yeah, Dan wrote me the first messenger message about it, saying, "Hey, you know they're getting paid for these reunion shows." I'm like, "Are you kidding? People are still watching this stuff. Why would they want to see us old people?" It's super funny to me. But uh, and then and then he's like, "Oh, I'm serious." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll believe it when I see the contract." You know what I mean? And then because uh, I never, I'll, I don't even watch TV. I don't even own a TV. Yeah. So I, I just watch movies all day uh, or go to the theater. I love the theater. Uh, and I'm really involved in that stuff. But uh, then then uh, several months later, uh, I get a call. I touch down in LAX, uh, and uh, I, get a, I get a message from Cynthia on my voicemail saying, hey, Joe, uh, like all professional. And I know I had probably just seen Cynthia in person, and her and I are really friendly. You know, we don't see each other a lot, but again, super really friendly, uh, great friend. And she, uh, she's like, Joe, I have uh, something to talk or discuss with you. Is there a time when I could call you back? Uh, <laughs> like she wants to set up a meeting for me. And she's talking about how uh, the, the cast uh, decided that she would be the one best to call me to convince me to do a reunion show uh, because they all want to do it. And I'm like, hey, you know, how can I say no to what what i can't stop something from happening that you guys really want ha to happen so of course you know i'm i'm happy to participate but i'm not going to talk to producers and directors and stuff you know that that's what agents and managers are for i don't trust mtv i don't trust you know paramount or the or the parent companies uh, after what we've been through so like but that's what agents and, and are for so you know, if it's real and it's legit, you know, let me know. <laughs> and and I haven't heard anything since. And Mike, uh, Cynthia, Dan, they seem to be digging deep as they can with friends they know that are producers or whatever. And part of that uh, show uh, reunion. So Mike's on board for it as well? 
seems he he seems like the point guy that knows about everybody who is or isn't in. Because I, I had Flora on here a couple months ago. She's down for it. Seems like all yeah. you guys, yeah, in some way, yeah, Mike, some Mike, way, Mike, shape, shape or form are into this. Yeah, yeah, because because my man, uh, it's. Uh, it's a paycheck that's not anything like they were used to uh, or we uh, experienced uh, uh, really not cool back in the day. You know, they, they really took advantage of reality TV, still take advantage of reality TV uh, talent um, through super terrible contracts that no, uh, no one on TV should ever, you know, sign. Uh, but every... 20 something or young generation person will sign because they just want the fame and the popularity that a show like that brings without knowing what that fame and popularity actually uh bring <laughs> so, uh, uh they, ju they just pumped out three seasons of uh i, I know called nothing Re about real it. world homecoming <laughs> reunions they just finished up the third the third one now and um right now miami is like the hot thing on the market everybody's like this is what's going to be the next one so this is an appropriate uh, conversation to probably be having right now. You know, that, well, that that's just straight up shocking to me. Uh, you know, cool, whatever. I'm ready. I'm healthy. You know, and uh, I I'd be happy to do it. But uh, to until I see a contract or until my agent, my lawyer see a contract, you know, it's nothing. It's just talk. And even even though they did do these things, and and it appears, you know, like when I sat down with Mike, you're right. I sat down with Mike a couple months ago. And, and he seemed to know everything about it, like eight episodes, this amount per episode. We're just talking, answering questions. I'm like, who wouldn't do that? I mean, it's like a little reunion of people that I haven't seen in a long period of time. Some I've seen here and there, but uh, we're a big part of my life. Why wouldn't I want to be a part of that? Uh, it, 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 it could be fun, you know, as long as it's yeah. not stupid. I don't know how or what audience is watching that, to be honest with you, but Hey, you know, give them, give them whatever they want. I'm happy to do that. If it's, uh, if it's the Miami cast, why, why wouldn't I do that? I'm so curious if it actually will happen. Yeah, but well, I'm, no, I'm not in a rush, and I would definitely bring my doggy. They better let me. Bring time me. will tell. We'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> But you did have, now that you mentioned this stuff, you did have kind of like that first ever type of pull back the curtain type of moment when, you know, you wrote that book, Joe's <laughs> Memoir, and it was like pretty much detailing, uh, you know, your time on the show and like maybe the effects that it had. Could you maybe walk like some of my viewers through who haven't uh, heard or <laughs> read this book yet? Like basically the basis of what that book was uh, kind yeah. of about. Sure, it's called uh, "Living in Joe's World." Uh, I'm pretty sure you could still get it on Amazon. Yeah, I've uh, I have nothing to do with it anymore. Uh, all the proceeds used to go to my nonprofit, uh, Dream Camp Foundation, for Challenge Kids. Uh, and um, yeah, live, "Living in Joe." I guess I wrote two books uh, related to this. Uh, "Living in Joe's World" was pretty much right after the show. I was messed up, my man. <laughs> I was. I was uh, reality TV jacked in the brain and, uh, you know, having gone through an engagement and a disengagement, super volatile relationship that was on uh, international TV. And I had to deal with literally every day in the streets of Manhattan uh, because I was still with her after the show. And again, like I said, people weren't big fans of hers. 
Uh, so that was a really uncomfortable time in my life, uh, really uncomfortable uh, being a, a celebrity uh, that I didn't understand and, and people were really interested in hearing from or taking photos of or asking questions about or wanting to date, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'm just a regular guy, man. Let me just go back to doing my computer work and going back to business school. Actually, I graduated business school, but I, I even went back to go do more school, become a clinical social worker. Uh, and um, I was uh, confused by all that stuff. Uh, I think anyone would be. I think all of us have been. And uh, thank goodness, uh, while ordering a lot of Chinese food uh, and a lot of, you know, pizzas uh, to my apartment in Manhattan, uh, because I didn't want to be out during the day when people were out asking me questions or, or mobbing me for, for that part of my life uh, uh, and gaining a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and I went to a lot of therapy. Like I think it even went like three days a week because I was super messed up uh, by cameras. I was afraid of um, literally cameras, uh, video recording devices. Uh, I was afraid to talk to people on the phone because of the recordings they made on the phone. And uh, I didn't, I, 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 my life was a little bit weird, right? So uh, I had to get out of that and I had a really volatile uh, relationship to get out of. So uh, all that combined, I started doing a lot of writing and I was very fortunate to, uh, I guess, know a couple people that knew a couple people or I made a lot of phone calls and got permission from both uh, the Murray Productions and MTV to be the first and only person to write a book about the show. That is a long story. And it was a many, many month process. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I was really, really fortunate. All that writing that was really more therapeutic for me turned into uh, writing that was uh, publishable by every single publisher uh, out there. I uh, wanted something about the inside workings of reality TV and specifically the real world. And um, I'm the one who got the permission, the only one to do that. And uh, and got my pick of which publisher to do that with and picked Harper Collins uh, because of his great uh, editor, you know, um, this great editor there that that I interviewed and he was really online with me not making this like a big expose, but more of a personal story about just someone going through the experience and what it's like literally for real, what it's like, not what you see on television. And I did that and and you get backlash for that too. You know, you never win you know, one way or the other, uh, but uh, I did it. I, I gave him two weeks of publicity. I, I said I won't do David Letterman or, or Howard Stern back then, and uh, they were kind of bummed about that. Uh, and maybe I'm even a little bummed. Wow, about so you got actual offers by, like, talk shows they then to come uh, talk about e that. E everywhere, everywhere, everywhere Shoot. and everything, even foreign countries, uh, uh, and I and I only did two weeks of it. I only contractually was obligated to two weeks of it. Did what I uh, came to do, and and I got out of there. And I even uh, bought back the rights to my book because uh, I had a, I, I got a two book deal <laughs> so, yeah. with, with Harper Collins and uh, 
but then uh, Simon and Schuster gave me a book deal to write uh, Steve Wozniak's book because he was my best buddy at the time. The guy who started Apple Computer, invented the personal computer, and um, uh, so I, I ended up buying the rights back to my book, <laughs> which is amazing, and uh, and and being able to be in the process of writing uh, his book, which I after several months decided not to continue to do with him because our friendship was uh, uh, falling apart because it was becoming too businessy. <laughs> yeah. well, he's well, actually moving to Colorado now. Literally, he's going to be a half hour away from me. I can't even believe it. What, what do you think maybe it was about the experience that I guess like messed you up? Because I know like I've talked to a lot of people about uh, who suffer similar issues when coming off of these shows. I find that the issues are all like kind of vastly different, but all similar in like a different kind of way. Yeah. Something about like the cameras and like the heightened setting, like you don't really ever leave the world until like you leave, leave it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even if you're not on a show, but like the show is still kind of like out, like it just sticks to you and follows you. Like, was it like a thing of differentiating the two of like what is real life? And then like the life that I've pretty much gone on with having to live out the experience of notoriety uh, I, uh, man going back to the day i came home to my apartment in manhattan at fordham university in new york city at lincoln center they they let me have my apartment that i had uh, that was empty for six months or whatever i was on the show I uh, I came back to my apartment. I literally stripped down. Uh, I I literally the first thing I did when I got in my house was got naked, and I don't remember moving for two days. Uh, uh, I was so excited to be free. It was literally I was free, uh, and I didn't answer any phone calls. I didn't do anything, and I just was like it was the greatest feeling to have freedom again, and uh, n not knowing what that feeling is or not going through that experience the only way you know what that is is having gone through the experience so that's why i'm connected to all these people on reality tv people on my show they understand what that feeling is and and you you know your mind gets jacked up from it or not you know you you have specific things that set you off or or trigger you about the cameras and the invasiveness of the cameras and the uh uh the prison-like scenario that it is, even though you could go out and do anything you can and things that you never thought you'd ever do and crazy things, you know, this camera's following you everywhere and, and um, recording that and cutting and editing it in, an, in a back room for a few months later to be in any soap opera scenario that they want it to be uh, for good television. And that's uh, generally not in your best favor. <laughs> uh, so it's... Um, it's a it's a scary uh, it's, hey <laughs> it's scary to go through that experience and not have any idea uh what's about to be on the show right because we filmed for five and a half months 24 7 being followed by cameras by sound crew with microphones and boom operators and people getting waivers signed everywhere we turned uh, or went like church even the beach <laughs> you know can, can yeah. you imagine that it's it's super crazy uh and i don't know how intense it is these days or if they've changed the process i'm sure they changed the five and a half months part of it because that's like 
in, insanely unhealthy. Uh, once you get out of that and you're free from that, it takes a while to adjust uh, to, to the realities of life, right? Where you're not going to get a free meal at that restaurant because you got cameras following you. Uh, when you're not going to get all of those people giving you attention at the club uh, just because this camera's around and, you you know, you're maybe on TV or whatever. They didn't even know what we were, you know, about. They just knew that there was cameras following us and that, you know, they could be in, in the lens of a camera maybe. Uh, uh, when that's over and you have your life back, you either want it the old way or you or you're really psyched about it the new way uh, or the new new you got to adjust to uh, with everybody knowing who you are or thinking they know who you are or um it, it's it's an indescribable thing that takes years and years and years to process uh, and i think some some cast members are still processing it you know and they want to go on every <laughs> every show that they can every yeah. challenge or thing that is not me i've said no over and over again to to that process i think they know they're not even calling me anymore that's why they were so concerned about me with this reunion show what was there pushback from uh mtv like when this book started picking up steam at oh all, yeah man oh it's great that i'm allowed to talk about this now i wonder if i'll ever talk about or if i ever did talk about this i never talked about this i'm pretty sure MTV tried to sue me for $10 million, <laughs> $10 million. And uh, my lawyer was so excited about it <laughs> because he's like, this is going to blow your book up so big. Uh, cause, cause you have, I had, I had the right to write the book. I had actually in writing on MTV letterhead and Buna Murray letterhead that I was allowed to write a book. Uh, how I got that is very different than uh, what anyone would imagine, but I'm a pretty persistent guy and I had some good fans out there. <laughs> so, so I got it legitimately and they didn't know that and they wanted to stop it uh, at every cost. So obviously $10 million to me back then, I was, uh, I feared uh, deeply uh, for myself, for my family, uh, but my lawyer literally was salivating at the mouth about it for the press that would bring uh and and how that would bring mtv down and all the things he was saying and i'm like hey man i'm not in this to get more celebrity i just want to get the truth out i'm not trying to have a lawsuit on me i'm not trying to be in the press anymore i just literally wanted to do this uh let people know what's going on in reality tv and and then make a decision for themselves about whether it's good or bad and um you know showing what the experiences were from a perspective of someone inside and uh, uh and i let it go i actually changed the title of the book uh, out of fear uh it was originally called living in the real world uh and i changed the title of the book to living in joe's world so i wouldn't even be you know copyright issue uh, uh which i never would have been i could have called the book i could have kept the book's name as living in the real world uh, which some publishers or, uh, you know, advertisers actually kept it in there, uh, you know, when they were selling the book in bulk to the bookstores and whatnot. Uh, uh, but the greatest joy was when my lawyer got to send the letters uh, on letterhead for me having permission to go forward with this book. Uh, but it also slowed down the process and scared uh, 
even the even the publisher a little bit even though i had a super huge uh indemnity clause with the publisher because i knew that could be happening uh and uh i just wanted to move on from it and that that's what i did the book went out uh did what it did and disappeared that was the goal and thank goodness because it was so long ago it's not like a big uh you know on the internet forever and ever and everything it's kind of disappeared just like our shows and our episodes have kind of disappeared more than the people of today that are on the show because it's like way more popular uh you know i guess uh and the social media is so much easier to get a hold of and stuff but anyway that's that's fun story i don't know yeah. how much of i and i told you because i was thinking legally about how much yeah, I yeah, could yeah. Say, but it's it's like yeah, so we, many years later i could probably say anything i want i never even thought about it but but that's we, the truth. We, we can leave it there just in case there's a you know a reunion on the horizon. Yeah, 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 all good, all good. Yeah, um, yeah. So that drives the question here. Seeing as how like the effect of the show had on you, like what maybe prompted you to audition or try to get on the show oh. initially? Anyway, <laughs> you won't believe this. And this is probably stuff I put in my book. I'm sure it is, or at least the second book. I wrote two books: uh, Living in Joe's World and It's All Good, It's All Love. Uh, and um, the second book uh, is had no editorial uh, um, or um, you know uh, money related publishing world related uh, issues, so I was able to say anything I wanted in the second book, at least uh, from a non libelous <laughs> perspective about my real life and the real experience of going through it uh, without making it a big you know fancy to do. Uh, so it got a lot of deep. A lot deeper into who I am, how it changed me, my foundation, my working with kids, my becoming a social worker, uh, you know, after being in business and owning my computer business and stuff. But um, uh, for your question again, don't let me miss the question. What did you just ask me? Oh, what, what led you to want to audition? Uh, that's just, I can't even imagine what in the world would have led <laughs> I got to think. Uh, I, I know I wrote it in my book. Uh, I I did it on a, it was a joke. Uh, you know, AOL was, you know, America, you remember America Online? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, AOL version 1.0. Uh, I was big on that stuff because I was already working at Apple. Apple had a really cool online thing uh, called, uh, uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, E-World, E-World. Uh, but I had AOL and I had E-World because uh, I was working at Apple and that's what they used. Uh, AOL version 1.0. I'm diggling around and there's a banner ad, probably one of the first banner ads ever. It says, uh, it's, it literally had the big, wor big words, uh, $50,000, be on M MTV with the logo, uh, start a business. It's something like that. And I clicked the banner. I'm like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> so fifty thousand dollars a lot of a lot of money to me back then. Uh but of course it was split between three or seven other uh cast members and yeah, it was like uh start a business uh and be on the real world. And I'm like, whoa, I was like I had my own computer business at the time. I was a little young entrepreneur guy, and um I thought how cool it would be to show the world that young people could make a difference in the business world, right? <laughs> I was going getting my MBA at the time. I think I'm the oldest one uh, on the real world ever. Uh, I think that's a trivial pursuit question, actually, because I was going to business school and um, literally getting my MBA. I graduated with my MBA on the show uh, and, and proposed to my fiance there. 
but that's why I did it, man. I really wanted to show the. It was the first season that they gave us money to start a business together as a group of seven, uh, and I thought that was like the coolest thing. Uh, so, so the television aspect wasn't even on your radar then. Not, not at all. I, I was a complete yeah. nerd. I shit. I, I wore a suit and tie to the interviews. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I did like twelve different interviews over the phone. We had to tape the interviews and send in the tape. Uh, yeah, I was in a suit and tie <laughs> for an MTV television. Hey, maybe they maybe they respected you coming, uh, you know, prepared. You know? It, it was just what I did. I was a super super crazy nerd back then, my man, and I I uh, I was really into what I was doing, and I really really wanted to change the business world. I thought the business world was so whack, and uh, and needed some love and and. Um, not a good greed. a good thing to tap into if you guys do do this reunion show would be maybe uh what would it be uh 20 some on years oh no not so 96 all right <laughs> uh, was, so you you guys like modern day today um if you guys were to start and succeed in starting mm -hmm. the business today on the reunion show We'd be much smarter not to work with each other. You know, they they, they put together certain personalities that would not get along uh, in person, let alone in a business uh, together. We, we never we never agreed to a specific business. You have to have if you have. And the way they set it up was we were equal shareholders in the business with the documents that Landon K. Thorne, our business advisor, uh, that that literally had to you know, pass things through MTV before he advised us. <laughs> That's not the way a business advisor works, my man. So, and, uh, it's, uh, we would never work together as a group of, of the seven of us that we are. It's shocking that we'd even come together in a reunion show, but, uh, it's, it's really money talks, you know, uh, you know, a specific amount of money will probably get anyone and everyone, uh to to a reunion show even even super famous uh, people because they still want to continue their fame and know where the fame originally came from like there's some really big celebrities that came out of the real world you know and it's hard to break out of that uh, stigma the stigma of, of the show i had no aspirations of that <laughs> whatsoever but i know you know you know mike mike the miz you know he he wanted that from day one uh, and he focused on that and he got that, and I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. Uh, it's not any way, shape, or form the direction I would have went in, uh, but that's what he wanted, and uh, and he worked super hard at it. He even has come to the dream camps to present to the kids, and that's just great, you know. When you you don't forget where you came from. So, uh, and there's many other people that have been on movies and television and and um, various, you know, just successes, and it's it's nice, you know, because that's a good mix of people. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them maybe have gone no, nowhere and just keeping the MTV yeah. uh, world of television and reruns and, and, uh, various shows. <laughs> well, sir, your time on the show, you had what I would call the kiss of death. The rule no, of thumb is, you know, don't go on the show with a relationship, but, yeah. uh, you know, you fell victim to that. And that was, I would, I would probably say uh, your storyline majority was, right? Was the whole banter with uh, you and the ex-girl or 
at the time girlfriend. Um, yeah, does that time girlfriend turn fiance on the show? Yeah, did yeah, the yeah. show like doom that relationship? I mean, I don't know how how long you could say for yourself like how long you guys lasted after the show, but doom the show, doom the relationship. Uh, I, remember, I'm a therapist now, so I thought a, long and hard about this. Uh, I, I don't think. Uh, it doomed the relationship. I think it expedited where the relationship would have gone. Uh, anyway, uh, as as most things, you know, we stay in relationships that are comfortable, that are um, that are uh, wrong, even uh, because they feel right. Uh, just because we're lonely, we're humans, and and. Um, I, I, I can't, you can't help who you love. You can't help the, the stuff that happens in your heart and your mind, right? I love that girl. I still love her to this day. She was in touch just, just after my surgery, like literally days after my surgery wow. saying, I, I feel you. I, I feel something's wrong and I got to be in touch. And I, I'm, I'm like, that's wonderful. It doesn't mean we're going to be together. It doesn't mean we're going to, uh, you know, have uh, walk into the sunset and, and uh, get reengaged uh, and whatnot. Uh, it's just, you know, people are part of your history, uh, whether whether good or bad. And if you could move on from that and still grow and and stay true to yourself, it's all good. It's all good. And um, uh, yeah, I think that relationship wouldn't have gone anywhere good. Uh, it would have been exciting. You know, we, we were totally passionate with each other. You know, whether people saw that or not, they have no idea what our relationship was. Uh, you know, it was between us two. I had a buddy who got married that I didn't agree with the woman he was getting married with. And uh, uh, he asked me to make the speech at, at the, um, at his wedding. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, are you kidding? You know how I feel about this. I'm just, and, and uh, so I get up and I, I'm like, all right. And I get up and I say, Hey, uh, to everybody, I look at the audience and everybody's nervous because they know how I feel about the girl. And I'm like, what do we you know we don't nobody wants these two to be together <laughs> and everybody freaks out in the audience and i said i take a pregnant pause and i'm like but what do we know the two people that are in the relationship are the only people that know what's going on in that relationship right mm -hmm. so so uh it's the truth it was the truth for us like we super duper love each other still do to this day in my opinion she is in my heart i love her i feel for her uh but i she's not good for me you know and that's uh you got to move on from that except that uh in certain relationships and a lot of people don't and stay in stuff that they shouldn't uh for me i had an expedited multiple bunches of reasons to to get out and uh, i'm very very lucky that i got out i'm very lucky yeah yeah. Did you did you ever hear from people like because this was like a running joke about like the height difference? Oh, like constantly. I mean, I think I think it's stuff that's on the Internet even these days, you know, like us on the treadmill together with her, you know, behind me. Uh, honestly, those were some of the nicest times in my life uh, when you don't think about. Uh, sorry, I got a uh, text and stuff. Uh, when I. I don't remember height ever in any of my relationships, you know, and uh, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Like yeah. clearly, I like taller women, uh, and and I've been with several taller women in my lifetime, and 
you know, if they don't care about it and I don't care about it, you don't even feel it when you're together, you know? Uh, you could be taller and feel shorter, you know? It's all in the mind, you know? And and in the comfort and trust level uh, and, and, you know, magic you have between one another. And I don't remember her ever being taller than me uh, or if I did, that it was a problem. It was actually exciting, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so there was nothing wrong with that, and there's been nothing wrong with it, uh, you know, years years later with other girls that I was with, both in America and overseas. <laughs> so it's all uh, it's all good. I've had a good life, man. When it comes yeah, to relationships, seems so like I'm still, it. I'm I'm still uh, I'm I'm single, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I I got the greatest girlfriend in the world, or the dog friend, my my girl Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, and she's she's all I need right now. And honestly, all I really need is myself. And if again, from a therapist's perspective, all you need is to love yourself, and you're all good. You don't need anything else. Uh, and I'm I'm very comfortable with myself. I actually really enjoy my company. I make myself laugh a lot. And I don't care about like the outside things that people care about, uh, which which makes me really weird. Maybe I don't know, but um, I'm happy about it. <laughs> Well, well, listen. I think I think a lot of people. I mean, I know you're not necessarily chomping at the bit at, for it, but I think a lot of people would uh, like to see some of your guys' life stories played out <laughs> again on this uh, reunion show. Is it was it only Mike that was uh, that you talked to about this, or as far as you no, know, no? Uh, Dan is to Dan is totally Dan's the original guy who got in touch with me on Messenger a year ago, almost uh, about when he heard about it happening, uh, and um, with other casts. And mm -hmm. saying that our cast is coming up, and uh, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I didn't believe him. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't believe him back then. But he was on top of it, and uh, I'm like, okay, man, cool. Like, if that's true, great. You know, whatever. Let's see what happens. And then, uh, and then, months and months later, almost a year later, uh, like I said, uh, you know, he was in touch again, uh, and and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't have Paramount Plus. I'm not watching it. I'm not getting ads on my you know feed about it. Uh, and um, and I'm, uh, but then Cynthia was in touch, like I said, and um, uh, and then the producer was actually in touch with me. Uh, via oh wow! Email. Yeah, via so there's email. been feelers thrown out then. By yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was again months ago, uh, and uh, and that's exactly what it was: feelers to see if the cast wanted to be what the entire cast was willing to participate, and uh, and I said, sure, I'm willing to participate. But but just send the contract to this person. But again, my lawyer, my agent, my manager. That's normal procedure, man. There's no reason I need to have a conversation with. Yeah, you. like in the NFL. In the yeah. NFL, I would say about eighty-five percent of the time, there's a manager. Yeah. Uh, with the contracts, yeah. not. I, the I would player. think when it comes to that level, believe me, a, a Paramount Plus or an MTV contract is not NFL level. <laughs> So, so I would, I, I gotta believe. I would think it would be smart or prudent that an NFL uh, contract receiver would, it would be more than eighty-five percent. I, I would hope uh, for, for MTV uh, real-world participants. You know, I'm not even sure many of us have agents, you know, managers or whatnot. But I mean, I'm in SAG after. You know, I have actual union obligations to, to, to meet. You know, I can't just sign any regular contract, you know, 
we we're in a union, you know, and that the union is to protect us and to make sure that the contract has certain basic things in it. You know, if you're yeah. going to be on a television show that is on network TV or on cable or live stream, there's very specific compensation packages for it. And MTV was notorious back in the day. I don't know about now because I haven't seen any contract. I hear about the contract. But back in the day, they were notorious for taking advantage of that. And that's what reality TV, why reality TV became so big, because they got away with paying way less non-union uh, contract fees to the talent. That's it. It was, it was basically, I mean, not, not to like defend that or anything, but no, like, it's, 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 it's just, it's just what, it just comes, it just comes with the territory with the time periods that yeah. we were in. I mean, it was like basically an experiment back then. Nobody knew what the hell they were signing up for. So, I mean, you know, well, I, yeah. And, and a, it's a great business decision, especially when you see that people are signing into it and you're not, le you know, and watching the show, you're getting the viewership and you're getting the advertisers to stay on. And it's a popular show. And, and you're paying less for it. Why wouldn't reality TV become a big thing? It's a good business decision, right? And and there is a pool of talent, non-talent, that talent, <laughs> that, that is willing and able to do, geez, nearly anything for hardly anything. So why wouldn't they exploit it? Uh, it's unfortunate how far it's come. But, uh, I mean, that's what people watch uh, these days. And, and it wasn't that long ago that it was a new thing. <laughs> Jeez, I got to tell you, th there's some crazy stories I could tell you about how, uh, you know, MTV and Buna Murray blew up uh, in the reality TV world uh, with that making the band television show on ABC. They got to, they, they trans, they, they, they made the transition from cable to network TV with making the band, if you even remember what that was. And, it, yeah, yeah. and that's big money difference. That's tens of thousands to millions of dollars. You know what I mean? And that's and if you get that deal and you are successful, then they're gonna give you more deals on network TV. And that's what happened over and over. They got deal after deal after deal and, and got show after show after show that was popular and making money. Uh, and still are to this day. It's shocking where Buna Murray, uh, the production company, has uh, their hands in. It's 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 shocking. And and those are now you know million dollar contracts for like the Kardashians and all those other shows. It's yeah. uh, it's ridiculous though. So as and far it, as that started with that started with the real world, <laughs> yeah. with crappy contracts. Then to making it or, or the old team or the old band or making the band. I, I don't know what the name of the shows were, but and that was it. That was how it all began. So as Man, I am, I'm sorry I'm shaking all over the place here. No, guys, no, but it gives you an idea of my personality and my ADHD still with me. <laughs> so it's, why would I keep it in one spot? So, so, so as far as you know, though, like, because the boxes that I've checked off, uh, <laughs> Cynthia, Dan, Mike, Flora, and you seem to be all for it. Like, did you? Has it been discussed that everybody's on down, or, or is everybody yeah. on board? Yeah, if you, if you talk to Mike, I, I don't see how you can't get a hold of Mike. Mike seems to be in touch with everybody because Mike is really gung-ho about this. And and across the board, he, he got a hold of everybody who you didn't name. Uh, and they're all interested. So he even had like a date where they'd probably uh, 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 consider uh, us coming out, wherever that is. You know, I, I don't know if they're filming it. Uh, he seems to believe they're filming them at the same locations as they were in the past. They were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's nearly impossible for our season to do that. Uh, I went back to that house, I think, about a year or so ago, 
Because again, I travel a lot. And I was in well, Miami. I think what happened was it's the same city, but um, I think uh, New York and LA were the first two, and they mm-hmm. had the same exact house. Um, and then for the third homecoming that just ended was the New Orleans season. They didn't have the same house still there, but they still shot it in New Orleans, just in a different house. Oh yeah, well, uh, well, I think that's what will have to happen with us because uh, if you don't, the, the color change. Uh, I'm getting a. I, I gotta answer my softball teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on, two seconds. But uh, I can talk in the meantime. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I I got a softball game tonight. Hold on, I just want to make sure this one. We need two. I just. Oh, they need uh, one more. Uh, just show them, I have to call. It. Oh, all right, all right, all right. We're good. Uh, did I lose you? Can you see? No, me? no, you're. I don't you're... see you, but that's okay. Well, I, I could see me. There we go. There we go. So, yeah, there so, go. so, so, um. Peter Thiel owns our house now. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who that is? Yeah, he's a super huge, wealthy, like uh, uh, venture capitalist, and uh, it's like a fortress. Uh, the, the Miami Beach house is like a fortress. Uh, he bought the piece of property next door too. I would love. The, I would. I would do that in a second just to go in the house and meet Peter Thiel. To be honest with you, uh, but uh, uh, you know. Because I'm I'm in that computer world, that startup computer world, and and you know he's an icon in it, uh, so I doubt we'll be in that house. It would be it would be an, an honor <laughs> to, to go back to that house, and uh, and you him, never know, man. Uh, Money talks at the end of the day. Yeah, but but uh, but. But MTV and Paramount Plus, I don't think would put up Peter Thiel money <laughs> to, to, to say, "Hey, get out of your house. We're gonna, we're gonna do an MTV trash the house scenario here." Which maybe we won't do because we're all old and we're not in that trash the house scenario. But but honestly, I think some of our castmates are in that mindset. <laughs> So, so I, I I got a question for you. Lastly, yeah. here though, say if like this does happen, like who who would you say you would be uh, most nervous to see? Oh, I'm not I'm not nervous ever about anything. No, not, not nervous at all. No, all right. no, it'd be a pleasure. Also, man, remember, I again, I am a therapist, and uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's healing. I think it's cathartic to to uh, no matter what the issues were with any cast members for whatever reason, whether it's 25 years ago, what did we figure how many years ago it was? Uh, it's a lot of t- years ago. Oh my God, it's more than 25 years ago. And it, and it's, uh, you know, whatever the issues were back then, if we haven't moved on from them, that's, that's like, seriously, you got to move on and you got to let go. And I'm all about moving on and letting go, letting go. Number one, forgiveness, you know, and moving on are super important to one's own health. It has hardly anything to do with the other person. It's, it's, it's moving on. And, and I, I got nothing but love for my roommates for whatever they've said, whatever they've done, uh, whatever we've experienced, you know, during, uh, you know, before, after whatever, you know, I got nothing against anybody. And if they have something against me, that's their problem. It ain't mine, man. I forgive them. Let's let them have whatever they got against me. I, yeah. Literally. I, I'm like, what are you suffering from that from? I, I feel bad for you, yeah. for, for whatever you're suffering. Uh, there's no need for anyone to deal with any of that. And and that just adds to the, to the, to the difficulties in life that life already brings, you know, uh, who needs that? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're not in my life on a daily basis. Who cares? <laughs> what, what am I going to be affected by that for? So. Well, Joe, thanks uh, thanks for your time today. It was good uh, meeting you, good connecting. I had a fun time chat with you, picking your brain a little bit. And who knows, maybe down the down the road, uh, if, if this show comes to fruition, we might be crossing paths again. But uh, 
Other it's fun. Than that, what, what in the world? It's fun that you're doing this, man. What, what, am I allowed to ask you questions? Oh, what, I mean, if you want. You to this, what brought you to this world of uh, interviewing people from years back? Dude, and, I tell this story all the time. It, it fell in my lap. I just wanted to be like a, um, a quote-unquote YouTuber. And then uh, I just didn't know what my niche was after several failed attempts um, in my earlier stages of life. But once uh, COVID hit, I needed something to do. And then ironically enough, the time that I least put in any investment or stock into doing this is the time that it actually, you know, started to pick up steam. So uh, yeah, yeah, go figure. But uh, here we are. It led, it led us to talking. So can't complain. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure. Be in touch anytime, man. I, I'm, I'm like totally available. I just uh, have a really individual life of, of love for my dog who has, um, it caused me nothing but uh, things to be grateful for and realize that I should be grateful for. So I, I believe everybody should have an animal, uh, a pet in whatever way, and uh, and live a better life, <laughs> to be honest with you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Right on. All it's right. a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Good luck at uh, your uh, softball game tonight. No, thank you. Thank you. It's so much fun. It's no, no, <laughs> no stress. No stress. Yeah, yeah. All right. Take, Take care, you. man. Ciao.